Hey, welcome to the show. Today we talk with Pierre Kesey and he talks adjusting to life with type 1 diabetes, health, motivation, and fitness. Coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township, it's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast! And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Soule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life to whatever you want it to be, and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode that's going to help you fulfill your life's yearnings. I go by the name of Blake Sule, and today's special guest I have for you is Pierre Kizzy. And Pierre, I'll let you do your intro today, and then we'll get started with the show. All righty. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. A um, little bit about me. Obviously, as you heard, my name is Pierre Kesey. I uh, live in Commerce Township right now. Pretty much born and raised around the area. I actually went to school with Blake. Yes, sir. Played a little, played a little hoops with him, you know, here and there. <laughs> um, Today, I want to talk a little bit uh, about health. And to start off, I want to start with uh, my journey and how I became uh, you know, so uh, conscious of it um, more now than ever before. Uh, when I was younger, um, my parents owned two salons. So mm-hmm. I would always go to their salon and help my dad out and just you know, learn a little bit about you know, business and learn at a young age. You know? right. um, it, it was a cool experience. But when I was younger, you know, we used to we, our salon was in a plaza and there was all these food restaurants, these food chains, you know, you had a pizza place, you had a Middle Eastern restaurant. So, you know, be, me being my, you know, my parents' kids, they always wanted to make me happy. So what did I, what did, what does every kid want? They want sweets. They want candy. They oh, yeah. want, they want to have whatever, you know? Right. So every day, man, I can remember when I would get picked up from school, I would, I would go to McDonald's. I would have mm-hmm. a happy meal. I wanted a toy, you know? McDonald's, they did some good marketing. They, they oh, pulled man. me in. <laughs> I, was, I was there too. McDonald's, Pizza Hut, uh, Burger King, Wendy's, every, every fast food place. So, uh, you know, with the, the places in the plaza, you know, every day I'd be working and um, helping out my parents at a very young age. I'm talking 10 years old, you know, not because I was forced to, but because the love of it. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, you know, I would, you know, eat the pizza every day and get breadsticks and cookies and chips and whatever. So there became a point where I was, I was real young, but I was starting to get a little heavy. I was getting overweight mm-hmm. and I'm not talking like a normal baby fat. I'm right. talking like actually a little bit overweight. Okay. So mind you, I'm 10 years old and I hear people come to my dad's salon and my dad, his name is Sam. So people say, Sam, you know, your, your son's getting fat or, um, you know, they would even tell me at a young age that, you know, as if they didn't really care how my feelings felt. You know, you know, when you get older, you're going to you're going to be fat and it's going to be harder to lose weight. And I heard a lot of negative stuff, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was, you know, customers that came to the salon or just just anybody, people in school. So for me, I learned a big lesson at a very young age. Um, first of all, the, the world is cruel. doesn't right. matter how old you are, your ethnicity, your race, whatever. Um, and this is like I said, when I was about 10 years old, so I started, you know, Growing up, getting into middle school, and I was still a little bit, a little bit chubby. I wasn't happy with myself. I looked in the mirror at a young age, and I was insecure. I didn't like to eat in front of people. Um, I just, I wasn't happy with what I saw, mm-hmm. and it wasn't because 
of what the other people said. It was because of how I felt, you right. know? Because um, that was the main thing is whether you like you for you, not whether other people like you for you. Um, so from there, I just started, I remember we had 10 pound, uh, dumbbells at my house and I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to work out. The only exercise I got was playing basketball every day. I thought I was going to make it to the NBA. Oh yeah. I think, we, I think a lot of us had that dream. <laughs> I, yeah, I think we all did, man. And, uh, so I was playing basketball and you know, the weight was coming off a little bit and I didn't know about healthy eating, but I knew that whatever I was doing wasn't working. Okay. So, uh, from there, um, I started learning, like I said, I had the 10 pound dumbbells at home and I asked my dad, like, can you show me how to do some stuff? And boom, he, he showed me very simple things, whether it's, you know, a bicep curl or taught me how to do a push up, jumping jacks, sit ups, you know, and slowly, but surely I was starting to learn a little bit at a time. Um, I remember I had a routine, you know, I would do a certain amount of push ups, sit ups and jumping jacks every day, use those dumbbells I had. Mm -hmm. And, uh, from there, you know, I started seeing results. Mind you, I'm at a very young age. Most kids at, you know, that are in sixth, seventh grade, eighth grade, they're not very conscious of their, of their health, what they look like. They just want to have fun. Right. Um, but, but there's gotta be a time and place for everything. I remember even, you know, it got, I, I started loving to work out so much that I even got, uh, the perfect push-up. I don't know if you remember those, the ones, you know, they kind of turn when you do the push-up, when you go up and down. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I remember those. Exactly what I'm talking. Mm -hmm. And then it got even bigger from there. Then my next step was I got a Bowflex set, you know, Bowflex dumbbells. And, you know, I stick, I stuck with the workouts in my room, my small room. I just did little things. Um, and then, you know, by this time, this is probably around, you know, like I said, eighth grade, I'm, I lost all this weight. And then it got to the point where I was looking a little too skinny now. So mm -hmm. then before I was too fat to people. Mm -hmm. And then now it's like, oh, Sam, your son is looking anorexic. So you, that's one thing too. You can never please anybody, right. you know, and that's very important to show that, um, as long as you're happy, that's what counts. Mm -hmm. So taking into consideration whatever everybody said, um, I was like, you know what, I, I need to put on some muscle, you know? Um, so I, I went, uh, I remember my family, we got a membership at lifetime. So that was the next step. As you can see, it was all just little steps leading, you know, leading up to bigger things. Okay. So got to lifetime. Um, all I did there was run on the treadmill when I started off. Cause I, I still didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to lift weights. You know, I wasn't even old enough to go on the free weight section. Right. So, um, little by little, um, you know, just started going on, on machines by myself and trying things out. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was, I was prepared to give it a try, whether I was going to fail or not. Okay. And, uh, what happened from there is, you know, I, I started doing things. I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing to be honest, but yeah. whatever I was doing, it was, it was helping because it was something new. It was something I wasn't used to. Mm -hmm. So started lifting a little bit of weights, you know, just looking at the machines and, you know, it shows the picture and what muscle group has worked. And then, uh, and you know, started putting, putting on a bit of muscle. So now the criticism that I faced here was I would tell people what I do. And now the problem was, okay, now you're doing too much. Mm. You're doing the wrong things too much. And, and they were right. You know, mm. it was, it was, it was criticism, but it was right. They were at the end of the day, some of the people that were telling me that were actually trying to look out for me. Okay. So what I did was I reached out to my aunt Flavia, my, my mother's sister. The reason I reached out to her is because she's been a, a personal trainer for over 30 years. Okay. Wow. And she's, uh, she was actually my my uh, coach for my bodybuilding show, which I'll get to later. So what she did was she set me up with a real a five day routine, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you what you thought it was Christmas for me because the the joy and excitement that I got from working out, and now I knew how to do it the right way. She took me under her wing, 
And I went to her house and she showed me how to do every exercise mm-hmm. the correct way. So now, you know, after, you know, going through all those steps before, now, now I'm doing the right things. I'm doing, right. I'm doing everything the right way. And it was so cool because it wasn't anything that was, you know, su- super hard. It was, it was very basic stuff mm-hmm. that, but just correct. That was right. the main thing was sticking to basic stuff. Um, so from there, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm just starting high school. Uh, maybe freshman, sophomore, and a- around my sophomore year, that's that's when I really, really got into working out. You know, I would stay after school and hit the weights, and I made it a priority because I, I mean, you, you and I both know we both played basketball for Wild Lake Northern, and right. um, getting into the gym wasn't a huge thing, you know, mm-hmm. for us basketball players, like it is like a football player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to make sure that I was in one of the best physical conditions, whether I was good or not at basketball. I just right. wanted to be in that physical condition to compete. So, uh, about my, my junior year, um, I actually stopped playing basketball and really got into more weight training. Now it was something serious. Now mm-hmm. I had a goal in mind where, you know, this is awesome. I want to, I want to be able to compete in bodybuilding one day, kind of like my aunt, mm-hmm. you know, when I was younger, I'm sure maybe you or a lot of people can, um, agree with this. There was always somebody you looked up to, you know, Definitely. whether it was a basketball player or there's, there's always somebody for me, I was always infatuated with people that were just like life-size heroes, like superheroes, people right. that look like Superman. I went to a bodybuilding show when I was real young and I saw these guys and they were just gigantic. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to look like that. I want to look like Superman, mm-hmm. you know, or Dragon Ball Z, you know, those yeah, guys are freaking, cartoon show ever. everybody knows Dragon yeah, Ball Z. Those guys that. are, re- those guys are cartoon bodybuilders. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I made it a goal. I want to, I want to compete. I want to, I want to be a bodybuilder. So every year it was just, uh, it was just getting better, you know, getting stronger, whether it was get, you know, getting stronger on the bench, getting uh, stronger on the squat, whatever it was, it was the goal was to always improve, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, while this this whole time, while everything is going on, I'm learning a little bit more about nutrition, but nothing, okay. uh, nothing spectacular. I didn't know too much, um, but I was learning a little bit more. I knew basically what was good, what wasn't good. Mm-hmm. I didn't know too much about specifics, but I knew, OK, this pizza is probably not good for me, right. you know. Maybe some chicken breast and some sweet potato might be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I had that in mind, but I still wasn't sticking with a, a straight on, you know, nutrition plan or a diet. Okay. So I get to the point, fast forwarding a little bit. Um, I graduated at 17 years old, so a little bit younger than most people in my grade. But uh, two years later, July 13th, uh, 2013, that was uh, that was my the day of my bodybuilding show. Okay. And um, leading up to my bodybuilding show. Um, I weighed 220 pounds at about, I was probably lingering about 15, 16% body fat. Wow. So, um, from there I knew that obviously, you know, you got to cut down right now the work workouts, they were easy. The hard mm-hmm. part is a diet. Now it's really time to dial in. Okay. Uh, so going back to, you know, my aunt, I, I reached out to her. I said, Hey, I want to do this show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I, I want to win. I don't want to just, I don't want to just compete. Like I want to win this show. Right. You know? Nobody, nobody remembers second place or mm-hmm. third place or fourth, place, you know? So that was my mindset. Um, so she had all the tools. All I had to do was follow it. Okay. That's it. She had the map. I had to take the trail. So, uh, you know, she set me up with diet plans. She set me up with, you know, my, my, uh, cardio. She said, you know, this is how many reps I want you to do. She helped me out with every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were, but there were sacrifices that I had to make just like anything in life. If you want to become something 
great or you know be the best at whatever you're doing you're gonna make sacrifices because you want it that bad right um and even though the sacrifices are hard the concept of making the sacrifices is not hard because you know in your heart you truly want it mm -hmm. so you know i stopped partying with friends stop stop drinking stop going out you know slept in early um i tracked every calorie that was in my body i measured my food i weighed it out there was a time where i went over my calories accidentally and i was so like mad at myself for right. that at one thing i went to the gym and i, I did my cardio mm -hmm. you know so it, it's that kind of discipline that's what it that's what it, it really took and uh it was it was tough it was the toughest thing that i've ever had to do in my life because you know i could sit here and talk about it all day but un until um somebody actually goes through it you know it's it's unbelievably hard so i couldn't call myself a bodybuilder until i competed as much as i looked up to them as much as I love following them. I couldn't call myself. I couldn't say I'm Pierre, a bodybuilder, mm -hmm. until I actually competed. Um, so from 220 pounds at about 15, 16 percent body fat, uh, I got all the way down to 180 pounds, 40 wow. pound different, about uh, in about four months. Now that's not ideal. Mm -hmm. um, if somebody somebody were to tell me, um, you know, they lost 40 pounds in four months, that's kind of crazy, right? Um, and mm, it can it can be unhealthy depending on how you lose the weight. Okay. Um, but but because I did it, um, because my diet was such a drastic change from what it used to be, I would get in over five thousand calories a day, mm -hmm. and then you know by the time I was competing, I was at maybe around two thousand. So that's a three thousand calorie difference. Right. Um, so you're gonna see results fast. But the good thing was I was still able to maintain you know my my muscle my my uh, my cuts and everything that I needed. Mm -hmm. So I'm 180 pounds at this point. And I'm stepping on stage at maybe four or five percent body fat, wow. and I've never looked like that, like that in my life. So I stepped on stage as one of the people that I look up to, mm. um, and it was it was crazy because you had to do we had to do a whole minute uh, posing routine. Okay, and this is this is the first time doing it, but you know usually you would you would I, I expected that I'd be maybe a little nervous, but you know once once I stepped on the stage and I got to show off the hard work that I put in, mm -hmm. it was the most feeling and it wasn't it was there's was no nervousness it was just all holy crap like i'm actually doing this like i'm on stage in front of hundreds of people in a freaking speedo right you know <laughs> showing off my body and uh you know hoping to be that superman for maybe another little kid you know right and it was it was so much fun and i can remember it till this day and uh when i knew that i was gonna place well was when we were done doing our posing you know um there was about six competitors we're done doing our posing and they called out my number and another kid's number. They said, you guys got to report to drug testing. Anytime you report to drug testing in a show, in a natural show, mind you, this is all natural. Okay. Um, anytime you're reporting to drug testing in a natural show, that means you're probably going to finish one or two okay. because they want to pick you to win. Um, but they got to make sure that, you know, you're doing it legally. Mm -hmm. so we went and took the drug test. And uh, the crazy part was there's two parts of a show. You got your prejudging, which is earlier in the day, and then mm -hmm. your finals. So the pre-judging, we did our poses, and then the, the finals, we did our, our posing routine. Okay. So, you know, we get off, and uh, we, we come back, and the, the, the hard thing is, it's hours. It's like, I don't remember how many hours they were separated from each other, but it was freaking hours, and, you know, you're just sitting there like, oh my gosh, I just want to get back on and find right, out. Right, And uh, they called fifth through first place, you know, and at the end, you know, they, they said first place winner, Pierre Kesey, and it was, it was a... I can't even say it was a weight lifted off my shoulder because I didn't feel pressure, but it just, it felt awesome, man. It was, it was the greatest feeling. So at that point, 
that's when I, I knew, you know, I knew what kind of diet you have to have to, to be able to cut out body fat. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you need to eat to gain weight? You know, watch your calories. There's so many things that go into it. But now I was, you know, conscious of everything that I was doing from mm-hmm. there. I was, that was the most gratifying feeling getting on that stage and competing. That is incredible, man. So thanks, thanks for sharing that because, I mean, that, that's just a hell of a story to begin with just yeah, having yeah. to put in, you know, the, the time and, and the effort day in and day out. And you said making, you know, slight improvements every day and, and, and seeing it all the way through to completion is, you know, what fulfilling life's yearnings is about so that's incredible that you've been able to do that especially at such a young age how are you now 22 now now i'm 22 now you're 22 and you've already been able to do that what i wanted to ask like in that moment you said it just felt you know gratifying that you did it were you thinking to yourself like oh i don't want to do this again or was like let's go for more of these well, that, that's funny you asked that because that was the question that everybody asked me mm-hmm. because they, they saw the pain and everything that I went through. It's, you know, what I believe in is your your body, your your physical body can go through so much more mm-hmm. than your, your mental capacity allows you to. Most people, right. you know, some people, they, they think that they've re- reached the, the point of failure, but they haven't. OK, so I think that when you when you do a bodybuilding show, whether you win or lose, but if, if you prep correctly and you know um the road that it took to get there um you're gonna figure out real soon okay is this for me or is it not for me right that's if you even make it through to the show mm-hmm. um and when i was done with the show i was like this is for me yeah this is this is definitely for me this right. is my call you know because we all live busy busy lives there's mm-hmm. there's always something going on you know nothing nothing is going to be perfect and for me anytime i encountered something negative anything it's like what 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 can i go to that's going to just clear my mind and for me that was the weights hearing the weights bang around lifting the weights up just being in that environment you know the sweat the the you know they they say sweat uh blood and tears you know right. blood sweat and tears right and i'll tell you what i've i've literally through through those four months of my prep i literally had all those things i, I bled i sweat and i and i teared up many times because oh, it was it was grueling it mm-hmm. was but to answer your question, yeah, I would, I would definitely do it again. Okay. For sure. I knew it was for me. Definitely. That's awesome. So before me and you got on the show, you talked about, you know, not doing things the traditional way. What did you mean by that? What I mean by that is um, if, you, if you are looking to do something in life, mm-hmm. anything, no matter what it is, something big, something small, there's, there's always going to be um, – somebody telling you this is how you got to do it or that's how you got to do it and and there's going to be multiple people telling you different ways so obviously there's not one way to do anything you know if you ask a millionaire how did you get rich you know he's going to have basic principles but how he specifically got rich you know he had his own way of doing it right and and if you compare him to another millionaire you know he had a different way but he's still a millionaire just Mm -hmm. like the other guy Mm -hmm. um so for me that that kind of brings me um, to my story about um, my next competition. And the reason I say that is because I was actually planning, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm 22 and I was 19 before mm-hmm. uh, when I competed. And I, my goal was to compete um, sometime um, this year um, or, or next year. 
but I kind of came into a big road bump, actually, something I found out about two months ago. Okay. Uh, the big road bump was, uh, the story leading up to that, actually, was uh, I, I was in New York about two months ago. Mm-hmm. I went there for the U.S. Open um, to help my sister. My sister used to live in New York, and I went there to, uh, to, to work with her, you know, okay. just, just to make some extra cash. You know, why not? Right. And, you know, while I was there, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be able to work out as much. I'm going to be working long hours. That's fine. Whatever. Right. So we had a, on my days off, we had a park across the street. I was like, let me do something rather than nothing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I went to the park and early in the morning. And, you know, I got in uh, some carbs in me to give me some energy. You know, carbs are the main source of fuel. Um, so I would work out and I would do things like, you know, push-ups and, and burpees and, and pull-ups, you know, just basic, basic body weight stuff, you know, jog around, around the block. Right. And I noticed that I was getting fatigued, like in, incredibly fast, more wow. than usual. And, uh, there, there came a point where I was like, holy crap, I got to sit down. Like, I think I'm going to pass out in front of all these people. Like wow. it felt so real. Fortunately for me, um, the place where the apartment I was staying was literally probably a t- a uh, 50 foot walk from okay. the park. So it was yeah. right there. So I got back and, and I was like profusely sweating and I had the the fan on me. So I, I got my Gatorade and just chugged it. I was like, okay, maybe I'm low in carbs. Maybe I'm carb depleted because I was doing some intense stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember, I just remember laying on the bed and I felt motionless. Like I, I couldn't move. Like I, my mind was open, but I, I just couldn't move. Like I was ready to pass out. It was, it was the worst feeling I've ever had. Man. And what I did was I finally sat up and I was like, you know what? I got to get something in my body, like some kind of carb. So I, I scarved down some bread and drank the Gatorade and I, I felt, I felt better like instantly. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't get enough carbs in me before this, this workout. Mm-hmm. So the next day I had off, I, I went and uh, I did the same thing and the same exact thing happened. The really? same exact thing. Yeah. Wow. I worked out again. I did the same workout, same, similar movements and I had to rush back to the apartment and I, I laid down for, I don't even know how long, maybe 10, 15 minutes, just motionless. Wow. And, um, I was like, what the heck is going on? I didn't know. So, um, I was in New York for two weeks and I came back. Now, when I was in New York, my birthday, I celebrated my birthday there. Mm-hmm. Um, my birthday was September 3rd. I came back the 10th. So when I came back, my friends wanted to go out and, uh, and celebrate with me. So we did something very simple, just a, a few friends. We went to Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, had some wings. You know, the, the waitress brought me a birthday cake. It was a cool oh, little nice. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. And uh, I just had one beer, you know. So as you can imagine, um, not healthy eating whatsoever. Right. Right. And I was like, you know, it's, it's my birthday dinner. So let me just enjoy myself. So what happened after that was that night I got home and I went to sleep and Early the next morning, I'm talking from anywhere from maybe two to six a.m. That that time frame, um, I woke up like incredibly thirsty. Okay, like like and it was unusual. I was like, "Holy cow!" Like I'm so thirsty. I ended up drinking six water bottles in between the two to six a.m. time period. Wow, um, six water bottles. I couldn't tell you how many times I filled up uh, a cup of juice or a cup of milk, just anything cold and refreshing to quench my thirst. Mm-hmm. And I was just using the bathroom like like unbelievable at an unbelievable rate and mind you this is in a four-hour span okay while i'm trying to sleep so you know i get into work that day and and i get to work and i'm like man i, I can't see like i can't see too well i can't mm-hmm. even see that far away wow and once again i'm i'm thirsty and i'm drinking anything and everything and using the bath and i'm like man what is going on so um i didn't i didn't think you know i knew something was wrong but i didn't know what so mm-hmm. the next day 
went to work again. And, you know, I was telling my family about what was going on. And my mom said, you know, like, just for safety purposes, please go to the urgent care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went to the urgent care right after work. And, uh, you know, they checked my vitals. Everything was fine. And then finally it came time. They checked my blood sugar. And uh, they they were surprised by the number that they saw. And they said, your sugar's 453. And I was like, well, what does that mean? I don't, right. I don't know what that means. And they said the normal sugar range is, uh, I believe they said 70 to like 110. So I was 453. Jeez. Yeah, they, they said that... Uh, they said you're lucky that you didn't. You're not in a coma right now. Holy and I was like, and and the I think the worst part about it was, uh, you know, I didn't expect this. It right. was so unexpected, um, especially me. You know, I thought I was a healthy person, but you know, I I just you know it runs in my family. Diabetes does run in my family. Okay. Um, genetically, um, so the worst part was just finding that information out and being alone yeah. in the room. Like I didn't have a friend, a family, and I'll tell you what, I, it was hard to fight back the tears because, um, it, it sounded like a death sentence. Right. I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. I knew what diabetes was, but I didn't know much about it. So, um, from there I found out, you know, my sugar's crazy, crazy high. So they gave me, uh, they gave me an IV to bring it back to normal, not mm-hmm. to normal, but bring it down. Um, and I just remember like just wanting to be comforted and have someone talk to me and just tell me that this is not true and there's another way. Right. So uh, what I did was I went, I, from there, immediately went home, told my parents and, you know, obviously shocked as can be, you know, you mm-hmm. never want to hear that your 22 year old son is a diabetic. Um, so what I did from there was the next step was, okay, now let me do my own research. Let me learn about this. Mm-hmm. What, what is this? Okay. How do I treat it? What kind do I have? There, there are so many questions. Um, just like anybody would have. Right. So I uh, went to my primary care doctor and I told him everything that I just, you know, explained to you. And he said, uh, he said, you're going to be on, you're probably going to be on insulin for the rest of your life. Wow. Um, he, yeah. He said, you're probably actually going to need an insulin pump um, where it's pretty much something they attach to your body and you can use a device, electronic device to pump the insulin on you mm. and uh, in you, I should say. and um, so he, he told me that and I was like, you know, like it, the news was just getting worse. It wasn't mm-hmm. getting any better. So, you know, from there, the next step was, okay, find an endocrinologist. So he, he recommended one, um, at, uh, Henry Ford downtown. Okay. And I saw the endocrinologist, they took my sugar and the lady told me, she said, you know, you, I, we think you're going to be a type two diabetic, which the difference is between type one and type two from what I've learned so far is type two is more, if you're a type two diabetic, it's more, um, about your lifestyle, how you live. Okay. You know, people who are eating bad, you know, unhealthy, overweight, those are people, along with the fact that it's, you know, in their genetics, those are the people that are going to be type 2 diabetic. Okay. But the the good thing about being a type 2 diabetic is you can reverse it with healthy, a healthy lifestyle. Okay, good. Now, type 1 diabetic is, like I said, what's called insulin dependent, where Mm -hmm. um, your pancreas completely shuts down and uh, you need the help of um, insulin injecting insulin to, you know, to keep your sugar levels normal because your pancreas produces insulin. Mm -hmm. Now having type one is an autoimmune disease, meaning your body's attacking itself. Mm. So my body is attacking itself. Um, therefore it's shutting, it's trying to shut my pancreas down, you know, for good. Right. So I talked to the endocrinologist, you know, and they sent me to do some blood tests to get some work done. 
And uh, once uh, the blood test came back, she actually called me. And when she told me I was type 2, I was like, okay, there, there's a little bit of, of mm, good news. Right, better like, than thank God. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I got a voicemail from her just because I, I didn't answer my phone. I was at work, and she said, you know, you need to come in immediately. You have type 1 diabetes. Mm. And uh, it was like, like lower and lower. I was just getting lower and lower. But at the same time, I knew, like, you know what? I, I got to keep my head up. I mm-hmm. have to. Even if I don't want to, I didn't want to. I wanted to feel bad for myself, right. but I, I let myself do that. So, um, you know, she prescribed me these, uh, ins- you know, the certain insulin that I have to take and, and gave me a prescription. Like, you know, when, when you eat this many carbs, you have to take this much insulin. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, for me, this is something that, you know, this is one of the reasons I told you, you kind of have to have a mind of your own. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm a person who's all about trying to do things the safest, healthiest way, naturally. Okay. Meaning... I don't. I don't want to have to inject myself in, with insulin the rest of my life. Right. I don't. No. Nobody wants to. Um, so I saw. I, I couldn't even tell you how many doctors I saw to get a second opinion to tell me that there's another way. I even saw. Uh, um, I've talked to three holistic doctors. Wow. The first one, he pretty much. Um, he, he pretty much told me that I was going to have to be on insulin and didn't really give me an option. So that was kind of you know holistic doctors. I I, I believe in them. So when he told me that, I was like. Oh man, a holistic doctor's telling me that. Right. But I still give up. I saw another doctor and he actually was saying, you know, we can beat this with the right nutrition and and the right supplementation, you know, mm-hmm. natural supplements. Right. And so okay, there now there's some hope. Mm-hmm. But the problem is he said you're going to have to stop your your um your weight training, your heavy oh. weight training, the way that I lift. And for me that just wasn't an option, no. you know. I wasn't I'm not okay with people telling me um, how to live my life, mm-hmm. you know, if, if there's another way to do it. So I wasn't, I wasn't okay with that. So I finally saw this other lady and this is recent. I'm talking like, I saw her exactly three weeks ago, exactly okay. three weeks ago today. And, uh, I saw her and this lady was incredible. You know, she, she checked my, uh, my, my whole, all my organs. And one thing I didn't mention at this point, I wasn't taking insulin, but I was on medication. So I was Mm -hmm. actually able to keep my blood sugar at a normal level. But the problem was, again, for me personally, I don't like medication. I don't I don't like that kind of thing. So I I want to do it naturally. Right. So I told her I actually didn't tell her I was diabetic because I wanted to see if her test showed it. Mm -hmm. Now, when she checked on my organs, she was going through them all and some were high in certain things and some were low in certain things. And it came to my pancreas and it showed it normal. And I was like, that's kind of funny. She said, why? I said, because I'm a type 1 diabetic and my pancreas is showing normal levels. She said, well, are you on medication? I said, yeah. She's like, well, that's why. Mm-hmm. Medication is keeping at a at a normal level. So in the computer, it's showing that it is normal. I was like, well, that's why I've come to you today. So, you know, we've talked for a while and she was giving me a lot of great information. And okay. she, she actually told me, you know, like the, the second holistic doctor, she said, you can beat, you can, you can live your life without any medications or yeah. insulin. Um with the, uh, she, she recommended, you know, these natural supplement supplements for me to take and, you know, the right healthy e- eating that I was doing. Um, and when I mean healthy eating, I mean, I was eating all raw, natural, organic vegetables, mm. a lot of salads with a lot of good things in it, you know, good fats, avocados, peanuts, lean protein, okay. um, staying away from a lot of things, which I'll get to next. And, uh, so th- the lady was, she was a godsend because, um, and not to discredit any doctors, this is this is why I want to make this a big point too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying any doctor is bad by any means. I'm right. not saying they're wrong. 
um, because a lot of people get the wrong impression by, by when I tell them this story. Um, I think there's just a time and place for medicine and people are too quick nowadays to say, okay, well, let me take a painkiller for that or let me take medicine for this. And nowadays you listen to a commercial on or you see a commercial on TV and there's more side effects to a drug than there is positive things. Right. So I just, you know, I just, this is going to the part where have a mind of your own. I wanted to do something that was out of the ordinary, not what everybody told me I had to do. Mm-hmm. I agree um, 100% with that. You know, with you saying that too about there ha- always has to be a better or a different way just because someone's right. been doing this certain method for so long. It's like they become numb or they just, just they're closed off to seeing it any other way. So I, I commend you for being able to, to not just go with the first answer that you got and and kept on pursuing until somebody who essentially had the same vision that, that you have, that you can beat this thing naturally and, and still be able to continue to do you. So I commend you on that. I appreciate that. Yeah, so I, uh, you know, I've been following this lady's steps ever since then, you know, taking my supplements every day, continuing my, my healthy eating, and I've actually gotten off my medication. Wow. Um, and uh, right now I've been able to keep my, my blood sugar at a normal level, mm-hmm. at, at a normal person's normal level, not mm-hmm. a diabetic's, you know, level. And, uh, and like I said, I don't, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I don't. Mm-hmm. That's why it's very important to take it step by step. You know, there what there's a known thing with diabetics called the honeymoon phase, okay. where they say your blood sugars will stay at a lower level for a certain period of time. For some people, it could be a couple months. For some people, it could be a couple years. Um, so some people they think, okay, maybe that's what you're going through. But uh, for me personally, it's taking it day by day, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna deal with this in the the most healthiest possible way I can, whether it's, you know, you know, taking the natural supplements that I'm going to continue to do, um, you know, keep seeing this lady, but it was, it was awesome to hear hope from somebody else that had the same vision and idea that I had saying, you know, you can do this Mm. without the use of, um, you know, medications. And like I said, not to discredit any doctor, anybody, because they go through some of the, you know, the hardest schooling, Mm -hmm. you know, um, known to anybody. Um, and I think doctors are incredible and we need them, but you got to have a mind of your own. And I don't, I don't even, I don't even, I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody, you know, what I'm doing is a good idea or, you Mm -hmm. know, do what I'm doing. I'm not telling anybody to do what I'm doing. I'm just say, have a mind of your own, do your research. Um, always, but what I do encourage is always find a better way. Always try to find the healthiest, safest, better way. Um, and because if, if, if this didn't work for me, if what I'm doing right now didn't work, then yeah, I would get on insulin. I would because I wouldn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I do, if I can make that choice, I'm going to make the best, healthiest choice that I can make. Right, definitely. You want to make sure you exhaust all your options first mm-hmm. before you got to go with the one that you don't want to. And I did want to ask, as far as um, as far as the eating that you kind of mentioned, what were like the healthy supplements that she had you taking, and, and then what did that new diet look like for you? Well. Before before I, I started eating the things that I'm eating right now, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't a bad eater. I would have my cheat days like any other bodybuilder right. would. Um, but to give you an example, I was uh, you know days that I would work out, I would eat uh, a lot of um, I would eat you know six meals a day, mm-hmm. and that would you know that would be of you know sweet potatoes, chicken, you know eggs, you know freaking meathead diet, pretty mm-hmm. much, you know. Now, I was so high in carbs. My carbs were incredibly high on days that I would work out because I would need the energy. Right. Um, now, it's, it's a lot different because 
Um, you know, I can't, I can't eat the normal carbohydrates I, I used, I used to eat. Okay. Um, think it's, it's not even more about what I'm eating. It's more about what I'm not eating. Okay. So for example, things that I've cut out of my diet that have made a huge difference. Um, I've cut out all breads, mm-hmm. um, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, you know, when you look at a, a bread label, it's a freaking mile long. No, right. no food should have that many ingredients on it. Um, I cut out bread. I've cut out most, most dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, I eat, uh, eggs here and there. Um, I've cut out, um, a, a lot of carbs that I know would affect my body, like rice and potatoes. Okay. Not saying that those are bad foods because those are good foods, but you got to know which kind to have. And I just cut them out completely. Um, just so I don't have to worry about the sugar getting too high with those. Mm-hmm. Um, so really what, what I really am eating is like I said, I'm eating a lot of salads, leafy green vegetables, mm-hmm. you know, kale, spinach, um, I'm throwing avocados, cucumbers, mm-hmm. tomatoes, all vegetables in a salad. You know, I'll have uh, a handful of, of peanuts, you know, to get some good fats in you. Right. And uh, it's funny, too, because I've actually lost 25, 20 to 25 pounds. It, it lingers from when I first got diagnosed to, mm-hmm. to right now. Wow. So uh, about two months. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Actually, actually, I've been able to maintain the weight, but I, I lost all that in a month. Wow. Which is not it's not ideal by any means, mm-hmm. but it's just because it was such a drastic change. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I lost all that weight, and I lost a lot of strength too. So even though I'm living a healthier lifestyle now, it was a little frustrating for me because it's like now I'm not I'm not lifting the same weight in the gym that I used to. I'm not pull, pulling or pushing as much as I used to. Right. Um. So it was it was a little frustrating, but then I got gotta have the I gotta go back to the mindset of okay you're wearing you got to worry about your health first Mm -hmm. because bodybuilding is going to always be there lifting weights but you got to worry about your health first Mm -hmm. and what i've been noticing the last month or so um is something that is just incredible to me is you know i'm 20 25 pounds down and i'm actually with the consistency of me going back to the gym um i've been able to you know regain a lot of the strength that i've lost even at a, a way lighter weight and wow. every time it feels like I'm improving again, you know, and I'm getting breaking my plateaus. And it's and it's like people are like, how are you doing this without, you know, carving yourself up with sweet potatoes and brown rice? And it's like, you know, your body is an incredible thing. It adapts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Body will adapt to any situation. Like I said before, we can put ourselves physically through way more than we ever thought we could mentally. Mm. Um, and another beautiful thing about the working out is. Um, for example, yesterday I worked out and I went out to eat with my buddy and, um, I was like, you know what? I know I'm going to work out. So let me, I ate a little bit of rice. I had some, I had a sushi roll. Okay. So, I was, you know, what? I know I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to burn this off. So I worked out and be, when you work out, you start, you know, burning up the sugars, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's, that's your body's first uh, energy source. And, uh, like I said, a normal range is anywhere from 70 to 110. When I got done with my workout, I was at 80, wow. which is beautiful. I'm type one, no, no medicine. Mm-hmm. So the diet was a, was a huge change. Um, the lady that uh, gave me the supplements, she has me on six different supplements right now. Um, one is um, cod liver oil. Um, I don't remember all of them, mm-hmm. um, uh, the names of them, but one of them is a cod liver oil. You know, I take a tablespoon of that a day. Okay. Um, another one is a probiotic. I take three of those pills a day um, because the the lady, the reason she recommended these is not just because of my pancreas Mm -hmm. your immune system is is in your stomach that's where everything goes on and because my pancreas was off it was it was causing all my other organs to kind of 
not lose function, but, you know, be too high or too low in, in, okay. in something. Mm-hmm. So this was not just for my pancreas, but to put everything back in into place. Got it. Um, yeah, so she she had me, like I said, I don't, I don't remember the, the, the exact names of the supplements, but she she had me on, she has me on these supplements currently. Okay. Right. Um, I'm taking them every day. You know, one that I take with uh, with food, there's one called Repair. You know, mm-hmm. you take it twice a day on an empty stomach. And, uh, you know, from there, it's, it's been working, you know. Okay. So I'm not looking. I'm, you got to worry about the future, but don't look too far into the future. Mm. You just got to worry about step by step what's going on today at this very second, you know. Right. So when you said you lost the weight, but you got the strength back, that kind of reminded me uh, Trunks, you know. he. Yeah, he, yeah. When he was yeah, exactly. uh, super Trunks and he was too slow and he couldn't, uh, and he couldn't keep up <laughs> with the uh, sale. But then yep. when he went when he went back down to his 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 uh, regular size, then he was kept the strength once he got yeah, he more so conditioned, strong. and then he yep. and then he got the strength back too at the smaller size. So that made me think of that. Yeah, perfect. I'm trunks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So with the with the diet, are you still eating meat too, or did you cut that out? I am. I am still eating meat. Um, I try to stay away from. Uh, um, or not stay away, but I'll say limit my mm-hmm. intake of, of pork and um, red meat. Um, but for the most part, I stick with, um, you know, I, I like fish. I love seafood. So right. I, I try to eat, you know, uh, things like salmon, tilapia, tuna fish, um, chicken breast. Um, as far as meats, that's uh, turkey. I, right. I do eat turkey. Okay. Now, I try to keep it as lean as possible, you know, because, you know, mm-hmm. some meats have high, are higher in fat than others or cholesterol so you just you just i i can't sit here and tell you know you okay well you got to do what i'm doing you know right you no, got to do what you feel is right what's mm-hmm. what's good for your body just like just like i said every every bodybuilder anybody you know a millionaire whatever they're they're whatever they're good at they're gonna you put two bodybuilders together they're gonna have a different way of doing something mm-hmm. you know because you have to go with what your body is used to right but had, um, one thing go ahead. Go ahead. sorry about that oh I, I was just gonna say one thing that i do try to do mm-hmm. um is and even though it is it is more expensive, but but it is worth it. Is I try to eat as organic as possible, just okay. because you know nowadays things are made with pesticides and chemicals and just just a lot of bad stuff. So I just I try to keep it as healthy as possible, and even when I can't afford organic, just stick with the healthy food. You know, right? Definitely. So when you said that there's a lot of different ways to do, you know, a particular thing, that reminded me. I had uh, you know David Moy. Yeah, I, I had him on uh, earlier. And one of the things that he said from doing acting is that his acting coach or teacher said to him, you know, there's six billion ways to do one thing, mm-hmm. you know, and and, yeah. then, and when that one way happens, then now you just added another way. But like yeah. you even said that it's what works best for you. And exactly. you got You got you to listen to what your gut's telling you about the direction that you're going towards, of course, everybody's going to have a differing opinion because everything that we're talking about is subjective. But of course. if you just remember um, that that it is subjective and everyone just views things through a different perspective, that even when someone else tells you a piece of information always, and this is for anyone, even for myself too, is that it's, question it you know we don't ever we don't ever have to accept uh 
this is the way it is and this is the way it's going to be. You know, just because that's been said to them probably in the past doesn't mean that that's going to be the same moving forward. So you, right. you, with everything that you've done, even just talking about that now, that's what you've done. And, and that's something that even relates, you know, with fulfilling life's journey. And so I did want to ask you, like, going, going through that, what, what did you learn about yourself? I know you said before that the, the, the body can do so much more than what the mind can, but overall as a person, what has this helped you see things differently or? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, what I've realized is, uh, going through all of this, I'm, you know, even with the, the mental capacity that I thought I had, it's mm -hmm. a lot stronger now. Wow. It, it's a lot stronger because you, you got to think about it like this. I'm hearing from people that are professionals. Right. I'm hearing from doctors, people that have gone through schooling. It could be, you know, 10 years of schooling, whatever. I'm hearing from people that are supposed to know more than me. Right. But it's like you, you, you got you to gotta look at yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. if it's, it's sad because there's so many other people that could be doing what I'm doing, mm. doing it this way, something that's more healthier, something that you know, will help you live longer. Mm -hmm. Um, but they just don't know. So what I try to do is it, it, it kind of made me feel like now I have a job. Okay. You know, I learned, I learned that I have to educate other people in, in any opportunity that I can. And I'd be, you know, I've talked to other people with type one diabetes and wow. they're like, they're like, they're like, how are you, how are you doing this? There, there's no way, you know, they're, they're shocked and they're, they're the same as me. We mm -hmm. are the same, but we're like, like what we both just said, we're doing it. Um, different different ways you right. know this it also made me appreciate life a lot more okay um and i think the number one thing that this has really done for me that you know i think and i think everything happens for a reason is it brought me co closer to god it wow. really did you know and i'm i'm a proud i'm a proud catholic mm -hmm. uh, you know c christian catholic um, you know, and everybody's different, you know, some people, you know, are different, you know, they have different religions, different beliefs, and that's okay. And I respect everybody. I would never, you know, try to say, oh, what I believe is better than you or, mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. I'm not going to try to persuade anybody. But for me personally, it brought me closer to God, you know, because, um, at the end of the day, and this is my belief at the end of the day, God is the number one doctor. Mm -hmm. He is the healer, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, these we're, we're only human. Mm -hmm. We're only human beings. You know, we know, we, we know only so much and we also, we don't know what we don't know. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. you, you don't know what you don't know. But for me with my belief, you know, like I said, you know, doing a lot more, a lot more praying to God and, okay. um, it's, it's just helped me, you know, it's mm -hmm. helped me spiritually and, and just my mental game is so much better than what it used to be. And, and even, even just the way I go about life, you okay. know, little things, little things, you know, I don't, I don't get mad at little things like I used to. And I appreciate more things in life. And, mm. you know, I just, I just try to be a better person day by day, you know, and we all slip up. Like I said, nobody's human. You can try all you want, but you're going to slip up and you're going to fail. And it's, it's not about, um, how many times you fail because you could fail 10 times, but if you succeed that one time, that's all you need. Mm -hmm. That is all you need. So, you know, I attribute it, everything that I've, that I've gone through all to God, man. And, man, and family and friends and everybody that stood by me and supported me. That's, that's, that's powerful to hear that because even, you know, whether you believe in God or not or higher power or a spiritual being, just, just having some sort of higher power. I mean, I even find it helpful too to, to, you know, say what I 
I'm feeling out to whomever, whether it's God or whatever. I just put right, it, I right. just put it up there and meditate and do the yoga and those things. It's helped me get my mind right so I can yeah. you know move through the day. Because I'm sure you notice just as much as most people that is, there's so much that goes on. You even mentioned it earlier that can distract you or okay. uh, that's not had nothing to do with you and or things that can distract you or detour you, uh, if you will, with your own body just trying to, right. to, to to do some things. But I think even in your case is that your body was giving you a, hey, red light, red light. Hey, <laughs> right, look, right, what's going exactly. on here? Check, hold right, on, what's, right. what's going on? So, <laughs> so something, something's not right. So even, even for that, you know, I think that has something to say about how miraculous our bodies are Oh to, yeah. To what they can do, and like you said, how they can adapt to a new situation. Whether you were eating the one type of diet before, and now right. you've adjusted to eating a new way, and all along your body has been there to, you know, to to take care of you and look after you. Yeah. So, so I think that's phenomenal, and that's great for other people to know too, because your body is, you know, your your number one asset that you have you you have to oh, yeah. take you have to take care of it you know above anything else you got to take care of your yep. body you know your mind you know feed it with the right things feed your body and your mind with the right things because if oh, you yeah. if they're off balance then you know then you're going to be off balance you got to be be in the moment of where you are I understand like Pierre was saying that you have to take it day by day but also be fully present and invested in what you're doing, because if you're not there completely, then then you're not maximizing, if you will, you know what you can accomplish. If you're trying to go in a whole bunch of different directions, which oh, I will I will say at times you that's going to happen because life is is random at times. But as long as, as Pierre said, what he did for working out, that he just took it one step at a time, you know, one day at a time until, you know, how long have you been working out for? Since what? From from when I very first started, like just knowing started. nothing, mm -hmm. I would say between fifth and sixth grade. Wow. And that, mm -hmm. was, that was probably for you 2003? That, yeah, right, right yeah. around, right around two thousand four, two thousand four. Okay, so, yep, so, right so around there. Two thousand four, yep. from not knowing anything to here we are. You know, two thousand fifteen, already at nineteen. What he did, he, you know, did the, the um, was the body competition. And, yeah, bodybuilding show. Bodybuilding yep. show, and one for that, and then had to already overcome the adversity of you know being overweight and then losing too much weight and then trying to find that equal balance you know all along through right. that time he didn't give up and say oh screw it uh, I'll right. just go do something else he kept on working at it whether whether he failed which is always going to happen the one thing that we all have to learn is that failure is not a bad thing it's no. it's one of the best things that we as human beings uh can look at because when you fail the only thing that is telling you is that you need to you know re look at what you already did or go mm -hmm. about doing it a different way but when you fail what happens nothing happens you know yeah. you know it's you you're going to be in the same spot you already were in yeah. but but now you got a lot a little bit more and 
And you learn what not to do. Right. You learn what not to do. And if we can, right. if we can remember that, because, you know, people at times will say, I don't want to get made fun of, or people are going to say this, that, and the third. Don't worry about what those other people are saying. Pierre yeah. is a testament to that. He said people all his life have been saying different things to him. And, and you cannot, as he said, you can't please everybody. You're either damned if you do or damned if you don't. And you yep. got to go about doing you know, things the way you feel are, are best for you. Is, is, that, is that what you would say as well? Oh, 100%. 100%. I think people nowadays are, are, are too worried about what other people think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you, I mean, everybody's going to learn at a different pace and with right. different timing. You know? Absolutely. So you just, you just got to do what makes you happy, man. I swear, you know, I think some people are so infatuated, you know, with – you know, reaching a certain goal in life mm-hmm. you know, or, or getting a certain job. But sometimes they forget, you know, it's not worth it if you're not happy. Right. That's the number one thing. You know, if you ain't ha- if you ain't happy, then, you know, it's, it's just not the same. You want to enjoy what you're doing. You know, I enjoy going to work. When I go to work, I enjoy it. I'm not a millionaire, but I enjoy what I'm doing because I'm helping other people. Mm-hmm. I'm helping other people get in shape and live a better lifestyle. So it's ha- I think one of the, that's another thing I realized, too, is happiness you have to have it mm-hmm. i don't care what you're doing if if what you're doing you're not happy then then just get out of it because mm-hmm. you, you're not going to be satisfied with life so you so you didn't attach for instance for you winning the the bodybuilding show you didn't attach winning that to your happiness oh no it, it was it was definitely they, they went with each other man mm-hmm. i mean i was i was happy um i was happy to do the show right but it was just like, you know, like I told you before, when I, when I did the show, um, just being up there, yeah. I was happy. Just, yes. just being, being finally up there, I was happy. So you can only imagine how it felt, you know, when oh, I won. Man. Oh, man. And, and I'll tell you what, even though, like I said, it was grueling and it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. You loved it. You know, to, to get to happiness, you're going to have to go mm-hmm. through, through the dirt. You are. But if you know that at the end of the tunnel that that's where the happiness is, then it's worth literally every second of it. Right. It is worth every second. That's incredible. For sure. That's incredible. So, yeah, it's, it's like for me, you know, I do this because I love it. You know, regardless of whatever it brings me later on, you know, I, I like doing it because I get to talk with people like you and, and hear your stories yeah. and, and catch Appreciate up and, and see what's going on in your world. Because, you Thank know, you. other than you know, what's going on around us, a bunch of us just mostly noise. And I like having these, these more in-depth talks about, you know, the, the behind the scenes stuff, like what's, right, going, right. Like what's going on behind the scenes in, in Pierre's world or who, <laughs> whoever else is on. And, and it looks like they're, you know, doing positive things or they even have right. a message to share. So that's, that's awesome that you had, you know, those experiences because now you're able to, you know, share them and, and, right. and empower inspire someone knows they can look at you like you said now nah, you're that superhero right that, that, right that's, that's, up, <laughs> that's up there on um, right on the stage now and and there's another peer somewhere out there in the audience that's you know that's watching you do what you do but i did want right. to ask before we get out of here is um what motivates you to keep moving forward That's a tough question, actually, mm-hmm. because because there's a lot of things. Right. Um, but I think the number one thing that motivates me is the fact that I know that anything I want to do 
can be done. Okay. And there's there's absolutely nothing that can stop me except for me. In other words, I know that I'm that I'm destined to do great things in my life. So if I know that I can do it and I and I know that I'm destined to do it, why why would I not do it? Mm. Why would I why would I not? Why mm-hmm. not? And that's just not that's not just me. That's everyone. Everyone is literally destined to do great things, mm-hmm. whether they believe it or not, whether they see it or not. Um, maybe some people are going to take time, but you know, I developed a strong, um, strong head at a young age mm-hmm. and I've been, I've been able to carry that with me through my whole life. So the fact that I know that I can, I can, you know, do better things, um, that motivates me because it's like, well, now I'm here. It's just step by step, just like what I've been saying. You no, know, step by step. You you're gonna you want to get to greatness in, in whatever you're doing. It's just one step at a time, you know. Right. And it just it just feels good to know that you know you you set a goal and you reach it, and you just keep setting goals. You you have one big goal. You you find out what do you want to do in life, and you might not even know that yet. You might not even know, but if you do know, you set that big goal, and now you set smaller goals to reach that big goal. If you want to gain 50 pounds, you're not gaining it in a month. You're not mm-hmm. going to gain it in a week, whatever it is. You have to gain maybe two and a half pounds one week, five pounds you know, in the next two weeks, whatever it is. But you know that you can do it, so why are you not doing it? You have to do it. That's the way you got to think. You have to think, okay, I don't have a choice. Like mm-hmm. I have to do this. I need to do this. Mm. I love hearing that because like, everything that we can do is can be broken down systematically you know we like just we have to look at our lives like like either you can either look at it like a game and it's a game that you want to beat or or like a like a puzzle or an assignment of something that you have to do you you are the assignment you know right your teacher we all we all been in school teacher gives you this big you know report that you got to do or whatever and you know right. that you got to work on it a page a day to get done for the 30 page paper and you know that exactly. in order to do that i gotta put in some sort of plan to to make that happen i can't just say oh shoot or oh, you could it's, it's gonna suck you're not gonna wait until the last day to do 30 pages that, right, that's right. insane so you have to think of that the same way you do for life you can't just expect to do start something today and have it completed you know pierre's journey has been over i mean he's still on his journey now it's 22 now his working out journey has only been you know about 13 years 13 or so years and it's it's still getting better you're not going to be able to say all right well i'm just going to see where i'm going to be with this thing at the end of a month no you got to keep learning and 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 re-strategizing you know coming up with how you're going to continue to approve and push beyond whatever level that you think you're already at now because like Pierre's saying we can go you know so far and that's why I even say for fulfilling life's yearnings is that we are alive to to do whatever it is that we want you know not and I don't mean that saying you're going to go out there and do bad things but in a way that is positive It, it it brings light to others that's what we're here for we're we're beacons of light for ourselves and for those that are around us because if we don't do it then then what does the world look like it's it's a dark place where people don't have anyone to look up to to see 
what better can come from what they're doing. So that's what we're here for. And I'm glad that you shared that as well today on the show. And just two more questions. What What is your definition of fulfilling life's yearnings? That's the first one. And then the second one, what is you know your call of action for me and the listeners? Um, as far as... Uh... Fulfilling life's yearnings is gonna is gonna be different for everybody, mm-hmm. um, obviously. Um, but going back to what I said about you know um, being happy, mm-hmm. and one thing about being happy is you don't want to just make yourself happy, but if you can make other people around you happy, it's a beautiful thing, mm. and it's the most beautiful thing. Um, one thing as far as uh, you know, leaving you guys with is just going you know wrapping everything up in in one whole thing is know where you're going and know know where you came from that's a that's a big thing that we didn't get to touch on mm-hmm. um but just real quick know where you came from know mm-hmm. your roots know know how you were brought up you know some people are less fortunate than others some people are more fortunate than others you're going to always have somebody who has a disadvantage on you or an advantage on you um but know where you came from know where you're going and if you can make other people happy in the world, that's that's the most beautiful thing. It's not just making yourself happy, but you're going to people are going to realize that you're going to do whatever you can to be happy. But if you can if you can make somebody else happy, you're going to be happier yourself. And that's I've I've felt that within myself um, and I, I can see that happening with anybody else. Wow. That's a powerful message to leave off of. Again, Pierre Kesey, that's that was the guest today. Thank you so much for coming on and joining me with uh, Fulfilling Life's Yearnings to you know share your story and and, it, and your message. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me, man. I, this is a lot of fun. I enjoyed this a lot, for sure. Man, I, I love doing this. I got about four or five five a day, and it just I I just build off of you know what you guys share with me, and it just lets me know that you know. I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people out there that have good, oh, yeah. that have good and good intentions, and it's great and amazing to be able to collaborate with them and and bring them on the show to hear what they're up to. Right, we're all we're all ordinary people with unordinary dreams. Yes, sir. All right, <laughs> thanks a lot, man. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. I want to know what your biggest takeaway is, so please head on over to fulfillinglifesyearnings.com today and click on the show notes link for today's episode, which is located on the homepage, and leave a comment. The show notes page is where you can find the resources mentioned during the show and will be very valuable for you on your own journey. To stay up to date about what's happening, please subscribe to my newsletter and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And while you're subscribing on iTunes, it would definitely mean a lot to me if you would leave a review to show future potential listeners of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings what you think as your voice helps them decide if Fulfilling Life's Yearnings is right for them. Now it's in your hands. Are you ready to fly? Until next episode, stay in the zone and make today a fly day by taking action on your dreams.